As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Front and Nationwide. This is the Athletics Dedicated Blue Jackets Podcast. Aaron Ports on with you on a early Wednesday afternoon. Allison Lucan is here. Hello. Allison, it's Freaking beautiful outside today. Is it? Have you been? No, yes. I haven't. Um, we've got some news regarding Allison. Listen closely to this podcast, folks, <laughs> because it is it's Allison's last podcast with us. It's true. As a, it's true. As a co-host. Yes. And we'll explain that later in this show just to keep you listening. Um, but we're going to take a, a romp through the Metro Division. Because, Allison, the Blue Jackets are back in the Metro this year. Um, last year, I don't know what the hell that was called. The I don't even want to remember what that was. Yeah, I have no idea. Last year, but they played a lot of teams many, many times. Um, Blue Jackets are three games deep into the preseason by the time many of you listen to this. Uh, story posted earlier today about the their goaltending situation. Elvis gets the big deal. Corpusala still has a chance at significant playing time. Uh, they may well divvy up that position again this year, although I do get the sense that if one goalie is markedly better than the other, he will be given a chance to go with it. Um, and given the fact that Merzlikens assigned to the big ticket deal, I think the club would prefer that it be him rather than Murky the Waters. Um, so it's been an interesting training camp so far. Uh, the Blue Jackets are in a bit of a rebuilding year, and you'll definitely hear about that when we when we go through the Metro here. Um, Allison, I'll let you pick whichever team you want to go with first. Tell me who you think is going to win the Metro. Let's go back and forth. Let's just sort of draft teams as we do this. You go first as to who you think is going to win the division 
and then we'll or we'll make our way down and talk about what they've added, what we like about them, and 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 so on. Where the Blue Jackets fit with these guys? I mean, it's it's not a, a podcast if I don't have Carolina in this mix, right? But yeah, <laughs> but no, I, you know what's funny is it's. I'm kind of torn because teams have like you look at a team like Pittsburgh, but they made so few moves. Right. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I wonder if it isn't one of the two New York teams this year, simply yeah. because of the murkying and the kind of there seems to be more parity in the Metro than ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there doesn't seem to be the extreme heights anymore i agree let's go with the islanders let's go with the islanders. we agree. this is so meaningful to me we agree <laughs> on your last podcast we agree i have the islanders first as well what do you like about them? you know it again what i like i like the way they play i think yeah. it's sustainable i think it's built for postseason play um and i like that again when we talk about what kind of moves happen to a team there were some but yeah. nothing that really erodes what they were and I think when you look at the other teams in the division, that happened. Yeah. So that's why I like them. Yeah. And I think, I mean, they added Zach Parisi, which is a nice story, mm-hmm. um, given the familiar collection connections there. They did lose Jordan Everly to your Seattle Kraken. Yes. And they lost Nick Letty, who's, who is, these aren't marquee billboard players, but these are significant players within what the Islanders like to do. I, I agree with you, though. I, I think this team... This team knows what it is and continues growing within that. And I think they're so well coached. So well coached. So well coached. And I think the so many times when you look at something like this with Pittsburgh and Washington in that division, teams like that, I should say, to me, you have to factor in to which of these teams does the regular season matter. And and I think the Islanders still care about the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're in win everything you can mode on the way up. Whereas a Washington and a Pittsburgh, not to say they're dogging it, these are teams that they have run marathons before. They don't need to be the first guy out early. They yep. they, they want to be best at the finish line, and they understand how that works. Uh, I like the Islanders as well. I'm going to get a little crazy here. I'm not enamored of this division at all. Same. At all, like I, I've heard a couple of people say, it's it's a it's the strongest division. They're going to have five teams in the playoffs, and I, I just find that really hard to believe. To me, this yeah, is no. the team in the East that has three. Um, but I, I was torn between your Carolina Hurricanes and the Washington Capitals, but I went with, I went with Washington because I, I as aged as they are, and Backstrom is out for a little while, but they have. I don't know. I, I feel like they've got the I think they've got pretty good goaltending. And I feel like their top six is as hard to play against as just about anybody's in the East. And I think they're I think just talent wise they're better than than Carolina is. I don't have Carolina too far away from Washington without giving too much away. Um but I got I've got the caps number two, which is probably higher than many will have. You know, you prepare more for these things than I do because I like to look at it and think about it. Were the Rangers start to come into this conversation for me just because they just got that burst of talent? Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't disagree with the Washington pick, and here's why. For similar reasons like we talked about how the Islanders have this every game matters thing, I think Washington – now, Washington's going to continue to be good. It's not that Washington's going to stink in a year. Right. But – this is the end of the window. 
Um, and yep. you talk about that top six. I think this it's is there. Th- they're now in that place where th- it's not that every game necessarily needs to count like the Islanders think about, but I think they know like if they're going to push again and make a serious push, it, it's got to happen. Um, and I think that can be a difference maker when you have the talent that they have. So I don't mind that pick. Like I said, the Rangers might come into the conversation, but I don't mind that pick. Yeah. I'm not taking that pick to Vegas. No, God, no, but it, it, I kind of, I'm okay with it. And so we've got Islanders first, Washington second. Who do you got third? <sighs> Well, I mentioned them a couple times. I might as well. Rangers. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Why not? Yeah. No, you're fine. I mean, I still think they're super, super young. They are. They are. Um, I've got Carolina in there because I, I think they've done damage to their team this offseason. Yes. But I think they're still a really, really good team. Major, major questions in goal for me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With, which is just, I don't understand. I mean, I. <sighs> I feel like they, you know, are they going to miss? I think they're going to miss their goaltender more than they're going to miss their goal, their uh, defenseman that they Ooh. that they lost. Ooh. And I know that's a crazy. I just, I still like their defense. I think they've put a, I think they've put a question mark in net, which is a strange thing to do. But you know, this this organization has routinely, at least in the public perception, had a question mark in net, right? Like that's yeah. the thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't like what happened to their defense. I mean, I and, you know, Columbus saw that. They saw even when you take out, it seems like it's okay to let go of Marcus Nudevar and Orion Murray. But when you start to erode, and, and with all respect to those players, uh, you know, I think Dougie's one of the best. Um, when you start to take out a back end that feeds the forwards, doesn't just defend, but feeds the forwards. Carolina plays a very similar type system to the most successful Blue Jackets teams that we've seen um, in, term, in terms of their defensive play. So it's the defensive um, detractions that affect me here. So that's why they're a little lower down, I think. Yeah. Uh, so Islanders one, Washington two. You've got the Rangers third, Carolina. Oh, I don't. Do you have Carolina fourth? Um. Gosh, I don't know if I would put Pittsburgh or Carolina fourth. Hmm. Because I've got Carolina third and the Rangers fourth. Okay, fine. Let's just do that for sake of argument. Sure. And then, so you mentioned Pittsburgh. I've got them fifth. Yep. You've got them maybe fourth. Maybe fourth, but think I'm about, fine with fifth. Think yeah, about that. I know. Like, I know. I mean, we're basically saying, based on what we said earlier, they're not going to make the playoffs this year. I know. It's a big question in goal, Tristan Jarry. Mm-hmm. Now, he's played very well at times. Not rate, not lately though. Well, and and I didn't see the game, and with all due respect, and it is a preseason game, but I, he didn't. It didn't sound like he played great against a Columbus training camp squad. Uh, yeah, well, he let in a he let in a long range clapper from Chinikov. Now it's a great shot. It, hmm. I mean, he, the kid's got a he's got a really it's a it's a neat thing to watch his his shot. I haven't quite. It's not line A. It's not there. But it, it's an interesting, it's a missile. And I think it confounds goalies a little bit, but you don't see NHL goalies beat clean from distance like that. I and mean, that was above the circle. And it just, it sailed through. Um, yeah. Credit to Chinikov. It's a great shot, but wow. The guys, the uh, people in Pittsburgh were like, oh God, like that's the last thing Pittsburgh needed to see because 
Jari really struggled for them in the playoffs. The other thing with Pittsburgh is Malkin is out mm-hmm. two months with the knee injury. This is a big man and not a young man anymore. I don't think you can expect him, if he's back in two months, to just get right off the training table and be Evgeny Malkin again. Yes. Um, Sidney Crosby had wrist surgery and will probably not be ready for the start of the season. I don't need to tell you this. Those are two huge pieces of this team. Mm-hmm. Now, they've played in the past, this Pittsburgh team, in a way without those two guys at times and played really well. If you remember, I remember a year not long ago where they just housed Columbus without those two guys. Yes. Um, and they did that to a lot of teams. But I don't know that they have the depth now that they did then. And they didn't do much of anything this summer to get better. It just feels like a team. That I don't know what you do with Malkin and Crosby. Um, yeah, you keep them is what you do, and you try to build around them. I just don't know what they can do uh, to fix it this year. And it feels like a team that's going to struggle to me. Yeah, I agree. And I think you know when I talk about that kind of snarl and focus that I think Washington still has for the for the end of the the current window. Yeah, I just I just never get that sense from Pittsburgh, and that's not I'm not dismissing those players it's just and i don't know that i love their supporting cast to your point as much as i like washington's right now yeah it's a team in transition uh for sure there's only so much transition they can do if you keep your two superstars one of the things we've said if i could take a slight detour is the blue jackets doing what they did this summer the beginning of a reboot or a re whatever you want to call it I, one of the really important things is that you're doing it ahead of a Pittsburgh or you're doing it ahead of a Washington mm-hmm. because it's coming for those two teams too. Uh, they're, they're, they're getting old before our eyes and they're in that position. It's been an incredible run for each of those cities. Those fans wouldn't trade that for anything, nor should they. But Crosby's not going to play forever. Neither is Malkin. And there's going to be a huge adjustment. Uh, same with the Vetchkin and Washington after they're, they're gone, they're going to be rebuilding too. Yes. Um, and so best to get out ahead of it if you're Columbus. Now they've got at least a, a one-year start, maybe a two-year head start on them. Um, mm-hmm. Allison, the team I cannot figure out in the Metro, and, and being honest with you, I can never figure them out. <laughs> and it seems like one year they, they, they finished top three in the Metro. Maybe they win the East. Hell, they went to the Cup Finals not that long ago. Um, and then – they may finish 26th. I can never figure out the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about goaltending. I mean, they think they have their next young hot gun yeah. in net. And he was just such a struggle. Yeah. I mean, and, and even this offseason, if you had told me time is a flat circle, whatever, pre-pandemic, <laughs> right. um, that Gostas Bear would not be a Philadelphia Flyer. I mean, these were things I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, I agree. It, it it seems it seems to be a strange team. Um, they've had some changes in the front office and behind the bench over the years, which speaks to kind of that lack of focus, if you will. Um, yeah, I, in some ways, like New Jersey has gotten better. Philadelphia is such a question mark. Like those two kind of run neck and neck for me right now. I don't know that I would necessarily pick one over the other. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. 
Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So you may have just answered the question. You've got the Blue Jackets last in the Metro. I do. Yeah. And that's reasonable. I have them seventh ahead of New Jersey. Interesting. Okay. Which, yeah, I'm not necessarily proud of that pick. But I, I just look at, at New Jersey, and I, I know a lot of people are looking at that team and expecting a lot of guys to get there. And I look at it and wonder if some of those guys are going to. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, there's still a lot of, a lot of strange fits and misfits and super young guys there. But, but uh, the, the Blue Jackets, and we should talk about them. Of course, this is a Blue Jackets podcast. I, I they're doing exactly what they need to do. Uh, yes. But that that, yes. that does not mean it's going to be without some pain. Yes. And if you just there there's just so many I think I think a huge question for this team and it's being sorted out in training camp right now is is what do they do with Cole Sillinger this year? And the decision that will be made is not what's best for the 21-22 Blue Jackets. Not does he make them 6 points better, whatever. It's what's best for Cole Sillinger. Because he's going to be, he's going to have a hell of a long career and be a hell of a player. You can tell that anybody anybody can tell that looking at, at him. He, he's just you know he's it's there. He's just he's going to be a hell of a player. Um, but is it what's best for him to go back or stay here? And they've got a bunch of those decisions. Chinikov, like they could be really young this year. How young do they want to be? But the question marks that this team has, they have answers to. But are the answers ready yet? So, in other mm-hmm. words, the questions down the middle, big questions at center ice. I thought Roslovic was just okay last night. He didn't look like a markedly different player to me than he was last year, which should be a concern if he's going to be a top six centerman. Who is the number one center? Who's going to check against these other great teams? And I don't know that they have an answer for that. Is Sillinger ready for that? Like, even if they think he's ready for that, it could be a very long year um, with a lot of lessons to talk to him. Who plays on the number one pair next to Wierenski? I think Adam Bogfist is a hell of a bright young player with a tremendous amount of upside. He's a smaller guy. He's incredibly offensive gifted, offensively gifted. Can he play with Wierenski and Wierenski still be Wierenski? Right. I mean, there, so who does play on the right side? Andrew Peake isn't ready for that yet. That, but that's the kind of player you'd like to see up with Wierenski mm-hmm. so that Wierenski can play. These are big questions. The answer to that question is a few years away, quite possibly Corson Kuhlemans. Um, they've drafted their players coming that, that fill that projected knee, but it's not here yet. And this is part of the process that they've undertaken. This may be a long year in Columbus, Allison. This 
you could say should be a long year in Columbus. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we've we've joked about this before is that there have been seasons where we've sat down and kind of tried to project the lines and yeah. you get to a couple lines and you're like, I don't know, they're there yeah. to put them together. Fine, whatever. Right, right. <laughs> um, before that was a cause for concern. Now, for all the reasons you already explained, it's okay. You know, I, as you were talking, I thought back to, you know, this organization, when it was starting, wasn't always great at protecting its young talent, as you just illustrated for right. a Sillinger or a Marchenko. And think back to what helped lead into what has been some of the most success this organization has ever seen. It was that all those babies got kept in Cleveland and they win a Calder Cup, right? So you've got to protect this talent. You've got to let it mature in the right way. And if that means that this current roster isn't going to be close, you gut it out because, again, and no one doesn't want to win, but if this leads to an exceptional player, you know, you, you made the comment already that Columbus is potentially a year to two years ahead of a Washington yeah. or a Pittsburgh. How did those teams get to be the way they were? They didn't sign Sidney Crosby as a free agent. No. <laughs> no. So, so that's the kind of game-changing drafts that we believe we're talking about yes. these next two years. And so as long as there's intention, as long as there's thoughtfulness and a path out of this intentional wait and see, this is the time to do this. This is the time to protect the youth, put them where they need to be so that they as individual players turn into what they need to be to help this club in two, three maybe four years from now. Yeah. And I, and I go back to the cylinder thing. Chinikov's really not that different, but I, I think with cylinder playing center and it's such a crucial decision, it may be the right decision to keep him here. It, mm -hmm. it may not be. Um, the one thing I'll tell people and cause you know, blue jackets fans, any fans are, there's always worry that they're going to do right by the kid. Yeah. And I went back and looked at all of, Yarmo Kekalainen's drafts all the way through Ottawa, all the way through St. Louis. The only player he's ever drafted who that next season went right into the NHL. Now, this man has drafted, a, he's drafted a lot of players. He's drafted a lot of high players because Ottawa, St. Louis, and Columbus have had rough years while he was in charge of the draft. The only one that's ever gone straight into the NHL is David Perron. If if Yarmo Kekalainen has a history on these sort of decisions, it's that players go back. And you yep. think of Petrangelo, you think of in St. Louis. In Columbus, you can think of Wierenski, who stayed at Michigan. Dubois, who went back to junior. Yarmo is going to make the right call. Mm -hmm. And he has he doesn't need this kid to win this year. He He's got four more years on his deal in Columbus. He has time to grow this. But it may it, listen if the kid knows he's NHL ready. If everyone knows he's NHL ready, and you send him back, that's almost as bad as keeping him here if he's not NHL ready, because that's yes. a really good way to fracture the relationship. Um, yes, and teams talk about doing that to keep the clock from ticking on their path to free agency. That's not cool either. It's a big decision for them to make. But uh, I, I think Yarmo Kekalainen, if I may has shown a track record of making a conservative decision uh, in that regard with young players when many times, especially Petrangelo, 
in St. Louis got sent back twice, and there was uh, outrage among the, the blue faithful um, to get him into St. Louis as soon as possible. I suggest they'll do the right thing by him, but it'll be fascinating to see what they decide that right thing is. If I'm a Blue Jackets fan, and I think this is going to be an entire podcast later, how to watch this season. Mm. Because it may, who knows, we we don't know if teams are going to be good or not, Allison. That's the beauty of sports. If we did it, it it would suck. It would be math. No offense. It would just be, boom, there's your result. Um. So we don't know this, but there's reasons to believe it, it could be a difficult, challenging season for them. And what is talked about now excitedly is opportunity may one week into the regular season be revealed as no good answers, right? Um, I think if you're this, if you're a fan of this team, you watch Wierenski and say, thank God he's here. Oh yeah. You look at Merzlikens and say, we've got our guy, and he's fun to watch. You look at Sillinger and say, that is the future. Chinikov and say, just get him a couple shots a night entertaining. <laughs> you look at Line and wonder if he can figure out. I think you look at the individual players because that's what this team is going to be doing and sorting out who are the keepers and who are the people that are going to move along. Maybe you point an eye toward the Big Ten. And maybe keep an eye on Kent Johnson. Uh, keep an eye on Corson Kuhlman's or two other first-round draft picks this year. This is this is a wave. There's a wave of talent coming to Columbus as there hasn't been in a few years. They've really stocked things. Um, so it's sort of enjoying the hockey that's here, but also having one eye on the horizon. And it looks like it's going to be worth the wait, they hope, because this is an undertaking that we've never quite seen before in Columbus. Yeah, and listen, like you said, I mean, we've had Blue Jackets teams that we thought were going to be great, and they surprised us, and we've had Blue Jackets teams we thought were going to not be great, and they've surprised us. Um, That's the fun. But yeah, I mean, again, like I said, maybe you have a cocktail or two while you watch this team this year to to get through some rough spots. But if, if you know there's a plan, and if you know that there's a reason to be optimistic for the future which, as we've outlined, there is both of those, to the best of our understanding. It, you, you, th- this is the stuff that later becomes part of the story and is honestly just as valuable as... It's, it's funny, you know, I go on these backpacking trips, as you know, every year, and in the moment we have some terrible things and we suffer through them, but then they're the best stories. That's what you and we remember, love it. yeah. And... and you know, that's the fun of it is, is seeing how the team got to where it gets when it's at its next great height. And right. so I think you you take it in and you can talk about, you know, in theory, Zach Wierenski's a legend and he's got a Norris under his belt in a few years. And you can talk about, remember when he stayed and remember when he did this. And, and yeah. uh, you know, we saw Chinnikov's first game in the NHL and it, just just and ride the wave, ride the wave and know that this is building towards something. As long as you have hope. That's right. Yes, that's the key ingredient to being a fan. In the words of Ted Lasso, believe. Tap the sign. Yeah, fantastic. Um, all right, Allison, we got to get to the unfortunate news of your depart. Well, it's not. I mean, it's great. It's great for you. It's a, it sucks for sucks for the rest of us, Allison. It's your departure. <laughs> Tell everybody what what's uh, happening, where you're where you're off to, and what the gig is going to be. Well, uh, uh, I have the um, incredible honor that I am. I still can't believe 
I was even considered um, that I'm going to have the opportunity to be part of the team supporting the Seattle Kraken in their inaugural season, um, doing some of their broadcasts as an in-studio analyst who thought that would ever be a thing, Porty. That's <laughs> craziness. Um, and I'll also be doing some writing for the team site, as some people saw during the expansion draft and things like that. So um, it was just an incredible opportunity, something I'm looking forward to. But I am very, very, very sad to be leaving in proper form my Blue Jackets family, particularly you, Aaron. You have been integral to everything that has happened for me. See, now I'm going to cry. Oh, no. and, I will, and I will miss you. Very much. Well, thank you so much for that. You you will be missed here too. Congratulations to you. Act like it's like it's um, like it's a shocker. I I think this is something many would have anticipated. I'm just looking forward to seeing. Well, tell me about this stylist. What the stylist do? Well, first of all, I learned how to put on appropriate TV makeup, which was a whole journey. Yes, who seen me in person? Jody Shelley can tell you. We'll help you with yeah. that. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, yeah, and just, you know, helping me, I mean, they've been first class out here all the way, helping me get ready for TV and look in, in the proper way to represent the team and the organization and hopefully deliver good analysis. But yeah, it's been, Columbus is special. It will remain special. I'm going to keep following along. I'm going to be listening to this show. Um, I'll be there at the game on the 16th. How about that? Of course, Seattle at so, Columbus. You can't get rid of me too, too quickly, but there's tons of people to thank. Um, so many, you, Rob Mixer, Jeff Svoboda, so many other people. Um, I'm excited, but I'll miss you guys very much. And thank you to Danielle, our producer. She's amazing. Absolutely. We're right back at you, Allison. Wish you absolutely nothing but the best. We will stay in touch. We'll cherish the memories, and we'll, uh, we'll certainly stay in touch with you in the future for all things Seattle Kraken. Let's get Kraken, right? Exactly. Exactly. Well, for our producer, Danielle Lehman, um, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Thanks for being with us. And we'll be talking to you. Some of us will be talking to you next week. <laughs> uh, Watch Ohio State hockey. It's back. There you go. Allison with her, with her last bit of advice. Um, thanks so much. We'll talk to you all soon. Take care.